In a world where adversity often defines one's journey, there emerges a beacon of resilience and hope. Meet Dr. Keith Dempsey, a man whose story is a testament to the power of determination and community support. From his humble beginnings in Buffalo, New York, to finding solace and belonging in Northeast Portland, Dr. Dempsey's path was not without its challenges. Yet, fueled by the belief instilled in him by mentors like Leon McKenzie, he defied expectations and charted a course toward higher education. Who is Dr. Dempsey? Uh, man, Dr. Dempsey is that kid from Buffalo, New York. Dr. Dempsey is the, the freckle-faced kid with the, the red afro that ran around Northeast Portland. I was born in Buffalo, New York, and uh, I was born in Buffalo, New York, and uh, um, have two sisters and my mother. Uh, my father um, was got into some things that maybe he shouldn't have got into, and uh, because of that, um, you know, we had to move way out here to to Portland, Oregon. And I tell you, when we moved out here, it was like, man, what spaceship dropped us off, and and where is this? Um, it was so quiet. Man, we couldn't find black folks. Uh, but the one place that we found black folks was Northeast Portland. Um, and even though it was just a small amount, you know, it, it felt good. Um, I remember us, my sister and I, uh, we were walking down the middle of the street. And when we were going to school, we went to Woodlawn Elementary School. And all of the neighbors were like, man, who are these kids walking down the middle of the street? But that's what we used to do in Buffalo. But they were able to tell that we were from you know, somewhere different. So we went to, I went to Woodlawn area, Woodlawn, uh, Woodlawn Elementary School, Harriet Tubman Middle School, and then Benson High School. So I'm a PPS kid and a Portland kid, and, and that's how I came up. My junior year, I remember going to my, um, my guidance counselor, and I said, man, I, you know, I, I got some pretty decent grades. I'm, I'm thinking about college. And my guidance counselor looked me, looked me dead in my eye. And he said, you know what, Keith, I, you're not really college material. And I said, okay, that's, that's fine. And when people hear that, they hear that as very disturbing. But the most disturbing thing about that is, is that I didn't realize that that was disturbing. Um, went back to class, you know, thought, okay, well, maybe, you know, I'll get, you know, a job in the trades, you know, what have you. Um, Liam McKenzie, my track coach, pulled me out of class and made me fill out an application to Oregon State University. Um, so I filled that thing out and, you know, and I knew if I didn't fill it out, Lee, I wouldn't let me run and everything. So I just went ahead and filled it out. And lo and behold, I got a, a you know, a, a letter in the mail that said I was, you know, I got into Oregon State University. So I came to Leon, I said, man, what do I do? He said, well, man, go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I went to Oregon State University, and the cool thing about that is I didn't understand Leon. He had um, a history with Oregon State University. Um, Leon didn't do well in high school, yet when he went to Oregon State University, he got on the dean's list his very first year. Um, not only that, Leon stayed and got his master's in mental health counseling, as I did. And I didn't realize this. Um, gosh, probably not till like five years ago, Leon was the first black man, probably the first black person to receive a master's at Oregon State University. 
right in the counseling program and i think i was maybe third or or fourth um but it's because leon spoke into my life um uh, and my journey you know that i knew that i can go to oregon state university and achieve something special and i've always this has always been my goal that i would go to oregon state university and come back and pour into my community because it's the same community that poured in to me so um, so I was able to do that. So it's pretty exciting to see all of that. Well, the, the experience of being in Oregon State is is much like being uh, here in Oregon, but it was a little different. Even though Oregon is very, very white, man, there's a a safety. There was safety in Northeast Portland. Um, you know, you you knew where to go to eat. You knew where to go to get your hair cut. Um, you know, you knew that you were safe. And so for the first time, you know, we saw Oregon. Um, as it really was. So going to Oregon State University for the first time, we really saw, wow, you know, this is a really white state. Um, in addition to that, some of these folks don't believe that that we ought to be here. Some of these folks don't believe that, um, that we can achieve, uh, like Leon and the folks in our community have said that we can achieve. Um, so there were programs at Oregon State University, one called the uh, EOP program. Um, once again, they were home, and Leon made that connection. He said, man, if you go to Oregon State University, these are the people that you need to connect with. Um, so we connected with the right folks, understood that they were community, just like community back home, and uh, it was difficult. The lessons were hard, um, but they stuck with us through our, our entire lives. So. Um, yeah, so it was it was it was a good experience, but all the lessons we learned um, aren't easy ones. You know, I always wanted to give back, and uh, and when I went on to Oregon State University, um, I was uh, coming from a um, Benson High School. Benson High School is a polytechnic high school, so you know I figured, okay, I'm machine technology. That's my major here, so you know I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be an engineer. And I got there, and I was like, you know what? this engineering thing is really not my thing. And I always wondered, I said, man, what is my niche? If I can just find my niche, whatever my niche is. And I said, if I had, you know, so I, I couldn't find my niche. And all the while, while I was trying to find my niche, I was doing uh, volunteer work uh, at the Boys and Girls Club. I was doing volunteer work as a camp counselor. And then I realized that that was my niche, working with people, working with young folks, working with families. And that's when I made that shift uh, to, uh, to, you know, to, uh, to psychology. And after, and when I made that switch to psychology then I worked at the children's farm home after I graduated. So for a year, I worked at the children's farm home right outside of, of Corvallis. And I realized that the real work to be done was by the therapist. The therapists were doing the real work. They had that opportunity to sit down and talk with people and understand their minds and their hearts. And they were able to make that change. And when I saw that, I said, man, I've got to get more. I've got to understand more about this. So I went on back to Oregon State and I got my master's. Um, and it was not only Oregon State. Leon really wanted me to go to Oregon State because, of course, he was the first black man to you know, get his master's there. Um, but I applied at some other institutions uh, outside of the state. Uh, but at that particular time, you know, I couldn't even afford a plane ticket to go to some of those places that I got um, that I got accepted to. Um, yet, I got some money to be at Oregon State University. So I went and got my master's at Oregon State University, and that just started 
uh, all of my work uh, here in Portland, just like I, I, I wanted to, just like I envisioned. Man, came right on back to Portland, uh, to, to Portland in my community, started working for Self Enhancement Incorporated, and then I went to the Casey Family Programs, and then I went to the African American Health Coalition. Um, and then from there, um, at the African American Health Coalition, I said, you know what? I see that these folks are getting grants. And the folks who are getting grants, well, they, ha they have a PH and a D behind their name. So since I'm in leadership here at this nonprofit, I'll get my PhD and then maybe teach a little bit, um, but be able to get some grants and be able to give back to the community. Um, so went on to Oregon State University, back to Oregon State University, got my PhD in counselor education and supervision. And it was my professors. They said, we know that, you know, you, you, you really, you know, love your community, but man, you are good at this thing. You are an awesome professor. You would make an awesome professor. Uh, so I ended up going to George Fox University and I was a professor for uh, over 15 years. Half of that time there, I was a, a director and also served as associate dean. Um, so that's how I got to uh, George Fox. I mean, yeah, that's how I got to George Fox University. And that's how my education played a role in everything that I did. All of the first at George Fox, I didn't even realize that they were first. I didn't realize that I was the first black person to ever teach in the Graduate School of Counseling. I didn't realize that I was the first uh, director of the program. I didn't realize that I was the first associate dean. I didn't realize that I was the first black person to ever receive tenure at that institution. However, at that time, I had a whole bunch of steam behind me. Man, all of my community, man, everything that I'd learned, um, and, you know, a belief that, you know, I could do it and that I, that I deserve to be in that space regardless if there were folks who looked like me or not. Well, when we talk about mental health in the black community, we don't talk about it. We just don't talk about it. And, you know, and when we have these stigmas, um, and, you know, you've, you've heard them, you know, what goes on in this house stays in this house. And I'm okay with that if what's going on in the house is taken care of in the house. Um, you know, we have these stigmas, you know, we, we don't, you know, talk to counselors, you know, we talk to our pastors, you know, we have these stigmas, you know, counseling is for, 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 for white people and, and not for us. Now, there are some folks that say if we could just get past these stigmas, however, we need to pull it back a little bit and understand that those stigmas have come from someplace. Um, you know, we have a long history in the medical field. We have a long history in the mental health field of hurting people of color, making it a very unsafe place. Therefore, it's incumbent upon us as professionals um, to, to make sure that, you know, we can create a safe place for folks. Um, so why mental health here in the black community? You know, we don't talk about it. And that's my focus, and we've got to start talking about it and understanding, um, you know, that, that we need a little help. I always say this, you know, black folks say, uh, you know, we just need to keep on keeping on. And I believe that. That's beautiful. But I always say we need to keep on keeping on with a little bit of therapeutic help. Um, so we've got to make sure that our therapists, mental health folks out there, that they're being culturally sensitive and culturally responsive. And I say that because we're here in Oregon. And you know, like I know, it's hard to find a black therapist. 
So sometimes, you know, the therapist that you find will not be a person of color. Even the research says that, you know, if you go to if you go to a counselor, you're you're most you're most likely you want to see somebody who looks like you. Um, yet still, that may not be the case. So it's incumbent upon us as professionals to make sure that we are culturally sensitive and culturally responsive. So um, I'm really excited that our folks are leaning into therapy a little more. And I think that a lot of that had to do with COVID-19. Um, you know, after COVID-19, it just got so bad that people said, something's going on. I need some kind of help. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that folks are leaning in, but we need more folks, of uh, more counselors of color, you know, to be able to help those folks who are, who are looking for that help. I created a class at George Fox University called Racial Trauma. And when I traveled across the country, when I do presentations, and colleagues are like, okay, well, what are you doing? What are you working on? What's new? And I say, oh, man, I just created this class called Racial Trauma. I get two responses. One is, oh, man, that's dope. I'm glad you're doing that. And the other is, huh, interesting. <laughs> so <laughs> the first one is, like, I know, like, I know, like, I know that as a person of color, it's traumatic just to live in this world. And the second one is, like, I don't get it. So when you talk about, man, that why racial trauma, there's no way that I can be a black man, have lived in this community, have lived in white Oregon, um, have earned a PhD and not understand that the higher we climb, uh, the more trauma we experience just because we are people of color and it's not being talked about. And that's what happens when trauma is not talked about. We don't get better. Uh, but there is a such thing as racial trauma. And I just want to bring it to the life of folks and make sure that we talk about that. Well, first of all, mental health, you know, there's a stigma about mental health, you know, number one. Uh, and now that folks are leading in a little more, um, you know, maybe this is an opportunity to say. This is a profession, you know, this is something that we can do. This is something that we can do to give back to our community and uh, was, was, was in such desperate need you know, of that. My, mis my mission is simply to get the word out, to get the word out, to talk about it. Um, you know, when you just say mental health, that, that automatically to some has a negative connotation. And I say mental health is a human experience. That's all it is. It's a human experience. And, and just like we have... Uh, everybody has a different fingerprint. Um, you know, we all experience things very different. And because we have a human experience and people are being treated um, in a certain way because they are um, maybe uh, depressed or, or anxious or whatever the case may be, um, why wow, that's not fair. And, and we're not allowing folks to really lean in and we're not accepting it. And it's just a human experience. That's what mental health is. It's a human experience. And just get to... And, and if I can get the word out so that folks can understand that more, then we can talk about it. See, if, if folks don't understand that we can't talk about it, then everybody's in pain and they're suffering by themselves. However, if we're talking about it, uh, then you can understand and you can glean from the wisdom in the room and understand that we're all going through this together. I'm a member of Kappa Alpha Psi, a black fraternity, um, one of the only black fraternities at Oregon State at the time. And what this fraternity meant to me was huge. It was family. You know, I told you, here we are, Oregon State, not too many black folks. 
but they were family and we would get together and we would support each other. We would encourage each other. And some of this stuff would happen at step practice because we were on the step team and everything. And step, it just unified brotherhood, unity, and love for me. After I graduated, I started working with some kids at Self and um, yeah, Self Enhancement Incorporated, and um, got the got the boys together. You know, we're going to do a little step group, and you know, and they were like, okay, we're going to do step thing. And then I started putting words to it, the same words that I used in college. Man, this is about unity, brotherhood, and love because they thought it was about a performance, and the people who came thought it was about a performance. And I had to let them know, no, this is more than just a performance. This is something else. These babies are about to be the leaders in the community. These ladies, these, these babies are about to be the doctors in the community. These babies are about to be the teachers in the community. And that's what the program was. It's about, you know, exercising uh, unity, brotherhood, and love through the vehicle of STEP. And at the time, I really didn't know how powerful it was. Um, it was just something that I was doing, something that I felt that I should do, a way to give back. Um, yet I, I've heard parents over and over again say, man, the impact that you've had on my son's life uh, was, was just incredible. So, so that's the Baby Steps program, and I'm picking it back up as well. well last year we did it at Kairos uh, Elementary School, and um, once again, still, still doing that piece. Coming to Self Enhancement Incorporated was like coming home for me. I mean, it was. It, it really was coming home. It was my goal to go to college, you know, get this great information and bring it back to my community. And Self-Enhancement was the first organization that I came to. Um, and I always called it like my little Atlanta. They were focusing on black kids, supporting black kids. So I think it is important, so important, that even here in white Oregon, that we still have programs that focus on our black youth, um, our black families, uh, and are unapologetic about doing so. In order for me to have a legacy, uh, you know, that means that I provided the way for someone. That means that I've spoken some positive words so that they would be able uh, to do that. I think about George Fox University. I have uh, um, a colleague there right now, she, Dr. Amber Nelson, um, and she is going for tenure. Um, and she's going for tenure because she saw me do it. And if anything, I would want Dr. Nelson to be able to say, man, I was able to go for tenure, you know, because I went, you know, because Dr. Dempsey went for tenure. Um, I would want some of the kids that I've worked with to be, to be able to say, you know, I believed in myself because Dr. Dempsey believed in me. So, so not so much about me and what I've done, but what I've poured into other people's life because I want them to be able to do the same thing and pour into other people's lives. Keith Dempsey is the uh, the kid that uh, people uh, like Liam McKenzie and, and and Paul Knowles and and other greats poured into my life and and, and told me that I can be. And Dr. Keith Dempsey represents Northeast Portland. Uh, that's who Dr. Keith Dempsey is. Thanks for tuning in to Oregon Hidden Legacy. For more information about this podcast, go to. OregonHiddenLegacy.org